Uh, my name is Matt. Um, I'm here with a few friends, and we are going to be talking about doing a gap year. That's like a church-based gap year internship thing. Um, hopefully, you guys are all here knowing that that's the case. If you're not, don't worry. You are very welcome to come and chill in the common room uh, and listen in in the background. Give me just a bit of a wave if you, like, you knew that was going on. That's what you're here for. That would be helpful. Great. Brill. Okay, top stuff. So um, I reckon we're probably only going to take up like tops 40 minutes of your time. And the way it's going to work is I'm just going to spend a minute or two just kind of trying to persuade you why doing a Christian gap year is a really good thing to do. And then uh, my friend Jess here, give us a wave, Jess, is going to come and just help you think through what, what do you want to get out of that year and how might you navigate the different options that are available to you. And then we're going to have some friends stand up and share about the courses that they run. So today uh, we've got four courses who are present here. All of them are excellent. All of them good buddies and we work together and we uh, want to just kind of tell you about each one. And then there'll be a chance for you to ask some questions and and the, those of us who run these courses, we love just chatting to people your age and helping you work out what you're going to do next. So, you know, there's no pressure from us. We just want to talk to you and see if we can provide some of the Lord's wisdom uh, just for you at the stage of life that you are at. Does that sound good? Grand. Um, so, doing a gap year. Uh, gap years have been like a thing for, I don't know, 20, 30 years now. Um, I'm old. I'm like 35. I did a gap year when I was 20, what? No, 22. Um, and I did it at the end of my time at university. It was great. Genuinely changed my life. Um, but at the time, I remember kind of even then, the kind of gap year thing started to feel like it was a bit of a fad and was kind of on the way out. It felt like a kind of slightly frivolous, very middle class thing to do. Like, you know, you can do a gap year because you've got the money to do it and all of that. And I, I had that like that kind of pressure and question like embodied in my household. So I had my mum, very middle class background, went to university. She was like, do it, do a gap year, go find yourself, it'll be beautiful. My dad, northern working class, was like, son, get a job. Um, and so I felt this kind of pressure, like, am I able to do that? And that was like, you know, 13 years ago. And since then, like, we've had economic crashes and all sorts of stuff. And the pressure, I think, from, like, school and often from families to get work, get employed, get a good salary coming in is, like, kind of higher and higher. And so it can feel like a real kind of frivolous thing to take a year and serve and grow and all of that stuff. And I get that. I completely get that. And I think, you know, it depends what your gap year is going to look like uh, as to whether, you know, it, it is that or not. But I want to really kind of say that as young people wanting to grow in our faith and our walk with the Lord, I think taking a year just to be with him, let him shape you, let him speak to you, let him give you a vision of the future is time very well spent. There's a um, bit in Colossians, New Testament letter, chapter 2. Um, Paul, who wrote it, says to the Colossians, he says, Just as you receive Jesus, continue in him, rooted and grounded, being strengthened in him, giving thanks to God. And that verse... Um, in my mind, it's kind of, it really speaks to what the aim of a good gap year, Christian gap year, is about. It's to get you rooted and grounded in your faith. 
So maybe, you know, you've come up in church because your family came, you know, took you to church. And yet, you know, you, you've got your own faith in Jesus. You know him. He's spoken to you. And yet there's that moment as you kind of come out of youth, as you grow into adult and maturity, where you need to kind of, you need to establish that faith as your own. You know, maybe you've been in youth group and that's been lots of fun. But as you're going to go out, maybe off to university or into the workplace, you know, the, you're, you're not in that, that youth context anymore. You've got to stand on your own feet. And that takes some training, you know, in the same way that, you know, if you want to play a sport, you get coached. If you want to play a musical instrument, you have to practice and get lessons and learn. The same is true of the Christian life. You know, Jesus invites us to be disciples, you know, and disciples are like apprentices. They're people who are learning to live the life Jesus invites us into. And it takes practice. It takes working out. One of uh, Paul's letters to the Philippians says, work out your salvation. That means you've got to apply yourself. You've got to put time and energy into learning what it means to live a kingdom life. And so to take a year where you are just intentionally going for that where you put yourself in the best context for you to grow, where you're going to have people who are going to mentor you and shape you and speak encouragement and truth into your life. A place, a a year where you're going to have good, meaningful work to do, you know, serving in in a church somewhere, learning on the job. This is going to be life-changing stuff. And I've, I run a course called ID. It's one of the four courses we're going to talk to you about today. And I've run it for seven years now. And it's just a huge joy each year to see lives changed, you know, as that, that process of being rooted and grounded really happens. And folks get established for a long life of loving Jesus and following him. So it might feel like taking a year out, you know, just completely frivolous, But actually, at this stage in your life, this huge transition, it can be such a good investment to set you up. People do it, you know, before they go into the workplace, before they go off to university. Sometimes they do it a little bit later down the line. They take, you know, a year out after uni or a career break, you know, two or three years into work. It's completely fine. Whatever's going to suit you and be right for you. Um, But it's a great investment. It's also a chance to go on a bit of an adventure, you know. Um, it's a chance to go on an adventure you know uh, 18 many of you are going to move away from home for the first time and that is really exciting but doing a year where you go and serve a church somewhere means that you're going to be received in a new place by a family who are going to welcome you in they're going to feed you some good meals they're going to love you they're going to be like surrogate parents and grandparents to you it's going to be family and that can be great so on the, on the year that I run, we've had people move from around the country to go to, to completely new places. We've had people from deepest, darkest Norfolk go down to central London. We've had people from the Midlands go out overseas to other countries, taking real big, bold steps, going on an adventure where they really get stretched and they grow, but they do so in a really safe place where people are around them and rooting for them and encouraging them. So... That's my plug for why I think it's a really worthwhile year to do. Whichever of these courses you are interested in, or whether it's something else, taking a year to grow in your faith, it's massive. It will, it will set you up for the rest of your life. But there's lots of good options out there, yeah? And there's four great options in the room here today. You need to think through what's going to suit and serve you best, what's going to grow you and stretch you. 
And so my friend Jess is going to help you think that through. Give her a big round of applause. Bless you. Hello. I thank the Lord I got out of that chair. That is hard to get out of. So that was good. Okay, hi. My name is Jess. Um, I run the Emmanuel Internship Program based in Brighton. And yeah, I'm just here to help you guys navigate how, what questions should we be asking ourselves if you're interested in taking a gap year, if you're interested in going on an internship program. I think it's almost, we're facing the opposite end of the problem. It's not that there's not enough opportunities to grab. It's actually, there's so many internship programs out there. There's so many opportunities. How on earth do I choose one on my next choice in life? Um, so I'm going to share some questions for you guys to be thinking about that might help narrow down your options to help you choose. I think this is the right way to go. Um, so as I'm saying these questions, maybe you want to jot down some thoughts to think about afterwards, or maybe it's just thinking as I'm sharing some questions on the spot here. But um, yeah, I'm just going to share off some questions and maybe that'll ponder some thoughts for you. So um, my first question I would say to you guys, if you're considering a gap year, if you're considering going on an internship year in the church, my first question would say, what exactly do you want to grow in in your year out in this gap year? You're not just doing this year for the sake of it. It's not just a lazy way out and ignoring what life is throwing at you. What exactly do you want to get out of an internship year? What do you want to grow in? Maybe you're someone who's just entered the Christian faith and you've only been walking with Jesus for a little bit of time. Maybe you want to focus on an internship year, growing in your relationship with God on an entry level of understanding the theology of Jesus, understanding the Bible and walking through help in that area. Or maybe you're someone who's been walking with Jesus for a couple of years, you feel quite mature in your faith and it's actually, do you know what, I want to be challenged more in my faith. I need help to fully understand the Bible in more depth and maybe that's something that you should consider in an internship year. Maybe you actually know what you want to do as a career in your life. I definitely didn't as an 18-year-old, but maybe you do, and that's great. So maybe you should focus on an internship year, focusing on an area that you want to go down in your life. Maybe you're a creative person and you want to grow more in your creativity. Maybe it's filmmaking, photography, social media. Why not look at other internship programs and churches that focus in that area, being around great creative people that you can learn from, not just for the theology experience, but for the the work experience as well that will help you further down the line in your life. Maybe you're interested in worship leading. Here are some great worship pastors and great churches that you can get around in these internship programs. Maybe those are questions to ask yourself as well. Maybe you want to work alongside the internship. Maybe you want an internship program that's flexible. These are great questions to ask yourself. Another great question to ask is the practicals of where do you want to do your internship program? It might be there's loads of internships that are ticking all your boxes, but maybe there's a specific place you want to focus your intern year in. Maybe it's a bit scary walking away from home for the first time and you're like, mm, I don't want to go too far. Maybe there's an internship program that's right around the corner from you that you didn't even know about. Maybe your own church has an internship program near you. Or maybe you're like, do you know what? I'm done with mom and dad. I got I to gotta leave. I'm done. I'm done. And that's great. There's uh, maybe you want to go away from home for your internship program. Maybe it's far beyond in a different country. Maybe it's a couple of hours down the 
the road. Or maybe you want a bit of both. There's internship programs that allow you to stay at home in your church, but also allow you to go to different church plants for a couple of weeks in the year. There's lots of opportunities. Maybe you're taking a year out before you go straight into studying at university. Maybe you want to be in a town where you can feel the hustle and bustle of student life before becoming a student. Consider doing an internship program in a place where the student life is hustling and you can find out more about what it's like to be in a student before you go in and study. Or maybe you want to get straight in the business world, the business network. Why not root yourself in an internship program in a great city where you can learn from worked experience people, learn from the corporate world, learn from people who are doing freelance business work. Those are all great opportunities and things to think about as well. And the last thing I'd just like to say is the practicalities. Asking yourself, what do I actually need to make this internship work? Just like Matt said, we don't want money to ever be a problem in our lives. You don't want to enter an internship year to get yourself into debt. That's not the point of it. But there are lots of internship programs that will meet your needs. Maybe there's some that you're like, oh, I need somewhere to stay. An internship program might be able to provide you accommodation. Maybe there's other internship programs that cost less, cost more those are great practical questions to ask maybe you want to live with a family for a year and learn what it's like to be in family life maybe an internship program can root you in a great family home that you can learn more from maybe you just need a side job to help you financially sustain yourself throughout the year you need an internship program that's flexible for you to work on the side get your experience get your money on the side but also serving the church in whatever way I guess my final thing I'd just like to say is I was in your shoes at one point in my life. I was choosing what gap year opportunity do I take? And I was someone who was looking at all of these feeling so overwhelmed. I'm like, but they all sound so good. I don't know what to choose. And I just basically took a step of faith and I would love to say the same to you guys. If you're considering it, just go for it. I applied to about four or five different internships that all sounded the exact same, but they just were a little bit different in different places across um, the UK and, ab- and beyond as well. And I basically just prayed and I said, God, you have a good plan for me. I'm going to step out in faith and just give it a go. And I pray, Lord, would you just make me so excited for the right one that you want me to go down. And all of these interviews that I went through were the exact same. They were offering the exact same stuff. I knew exactly what I wanted because I went through all these questions and narrowed it down. But I turned up to one interview in particular for an internship that I did. And I was just like, this is the one. I know it. And I was so excited. And it worked out so well for me. So I guess I'd just like to finally say, if you're overwhelmed at the options here, I know there's four different programs that we're going to share. But just to say, take a step of faith, narrow it down with these questions, and see what God has to offer you. But a gap year is not just for the sake of. God wants to show you your gifts, your talents, show you more of the great plans that he has for you and we are so excited to share what might be good for you so yeah that's it for me thank you so much jess lots and lots of wisdom lots of wisdom cool okay so let me introduce the four courses that we've got here um and they're all they're quite similar they're you know they're within our family of churches so they share similar values the kind of values that are on display here at new day but they've all got like little distinctives to them and set them apart. So, if I can, Jess is already up here. If I can get Tom up here and D- Dave, John. How did I get from Dave to John? John to Dave. John, come on up. Um, so, 
And we're going to share about our courses. Now, there, there are elements about them which are all the same. Um, and we've talked long and hard before this. Um, you know, we don't want to be like, our doctrine of the Trinity is like four days of teaching. Well, mine's five. We're not in competition. We just want to share what the good things are each course has to offer so you guys can know. Um, so let's go with the gang from Commission first. So, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, my name's Tom. Uh, I'm actually a very recent intern. Only two years ago, I did an internship with my church in Ascot, and it was the commission intern year, which is what I'm here to just very briefly share about. There are, like we say, so many different things that are minute, but actually God will use you wherever you go, and none of these will be the perfect one for everybody. There will be different ones for each people, so... Some of the reasons that I loved the commission year, and I'm going to be helping to run it now that I'm two years on. Um, I did music at uni, and I stayed at my church whilst I was at uni to do the internship year there. I'm now working full-time for my church, which is fantastic. And some of the things that I did was I, I love worship. I was involved in the worship. We have a, a really good student team uh, at our university nearby, so there was a lot of work that went into that. And there's so many other areas of church that you just don't expect to have to be done that you end up working so my first year was the year that covid graced us all so uh, the whole of my year was online so i had to learn how to do video editing and all of this online but uh, every year will be the se- uh, will be different every church will be different every intern will have a different experience even within our own commission intern even each of these every experience will be different you'll be with a different family um, but the three main areas of our internship are that we have a church placement, as most of us will. You will be settled into a local church where you'll be either full-time or part-time employed, whatever works for you. And you'll get stuck in doing uh, things every day. You'll be on Sundays setting up, setting down, whether it's your role is kids' work, students, uh, social media, technology, whatever it is. You'll be plugged in and you'll get an opportunity just to see how the local church works on the other side, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, we've mentioned that you'll be staying with uh, probably a family from the church, which for me was the, the biggest blessing um, throughout my internship. I actually stayed on another year as, well, we called it a ministry trainee, which was basically a glorified intern. I got another year because of COVID, and I stayed with the family again, and they are some of my best friends in the world. They're fantastic, and you'll get the opportunity to, yeah, be plugged in wherever you get sent, wherever you choose to go. Um, and so the first bit is this church placement, getting to work and love the local church. And the, the second bit then is the training, which again, everyone will have, but it will be slightly different. We have um, three bits of our training. We have uh, residentials, where your entire cohort of interns with commission will come to Ascot with us and we'll teach you. We'll do uh, several days of training in, in four blocks throughout the years and you'll have mornings looking at uh, Bible handling, how to read your Bible appropriately and how to really dig in and get what um, you can out of it and in the afternoons we'll look at spiritual development and, and formation and, and discipleship and, and learning um, about how to like we've said how to live the Christian life it's not just um, a set of rules that we have to follow and then uh, finally it'll just be uh, yeah your own personal spiritual development so you will have people within your church that are uh, mentoring you they'll be discipling you they'll be praying with and for you and 
for I think a lot of us in this room, that is kind of what we're after in some ways in doing an internship. We want to find out a bit more about ourselves, what makes, a, what makes us tick, um, how we work and how God uses us. And that's one of the things that over my year and eventually two at the, at, at the church as an intern, I learned so much about how I work, how I interact with other people, and more importantly, how my relationship with God actually uh, yeah, falls out in, in a day-to-day basis. How do I interact with him? How do I learn from him? How do I hear from him? And so a big part of this year will be being mentored, discipled, and, and yeah, led through how you, you grow up. Um, so we have placements that will be mainly in the south, so mainly London and in the south. We have a couple uh, in Winchester, and we have some in Westminster in the, in the, in the centre of London with a new fantastic building. We've got some uh, in Torquay by the beach. There are so many to choose from, but there are also many fantastic local churches that will be keen to have you, and you will be fantastic wherever you go. So if this is something that yeah, you think you might be interested in, come and have a chat. Hello again. Long time no see. Um, hi, yes, I'm from the Emmanuel Internship Program based in Brighton. And our internship program is a flexible program for you to either work full time or part time in the internship. And our focus is we want to help you grow in your relationship with God, grow in your understanding of the Bible, growing in who the person that God has called you to be, growing in your gifts and talents that He has placed in you that you might not yet know of, um, but also. So helping you figure out what plans has God got for me after this intern year as well. Whether that's putting you in the workplace, getting work experience on the side, or getting you around certain individuals that you're just passionate about. Um, so the way our program works is we have weekly theology training. We focus in three different theology training, which is understanding how to read the Bible and going through certain books of the Bible chapter by chapter in depth with a PhD scholar, and we love him so much. Um, Um, Our second training that we do is called Cultivating Character. Um, So that's all about learning about yourselves, the gifts and talents that God has given you, spiritual gifts, spiritual disciplines, and how we live that out on a day-to-day. Also just figuring out things like how to live life, money management, budgeting, how we go out into the working world, all of those things in those teaching sessions as well. Um, And lastly, we love to also open up your eyes to the wider church, not just being in Brighton, but also going going on different conferences to see how other churches do life. We get to visit our church plans during the year, some in the UK, others throughout in Krakow and Poland and elsewhere. And that's all a part of our program. But basically, we specify you in a certain ministry in the internship. So whether you want to grow in creative media, whether you want to grow in social action, social justice, helping the vulnerable in the city, whether it's just getting into kids work or youth work, we help you see what does ministry life look like in that specific department? We also really care about getting you spiritually supported throughout that year. It's going to be a crazy year of lots of new challenges and experiences and growth in your relationship with Jesus. And we want to make sure you're well supported. So we really care about that the most. So we make sure that you have a mentorship program throughout your time with us, um, where it's someone that you love, someone you want to get the most out of, someone that you want to feel like, oh, I can, I can grow with this person. This person's keeping me accountable. But also, it's a person that you can learn from as well and ask questions through throughout the year. Basically, we would love to have you, but also these guys, and there are so many opportunities here as well, that we can come ask us more questions. If you want to apply, we'd love to have you. But Emmanuel Internship, we're here. Come ask your questions. 
we'd love to have yeah thanks Brilliant. My name's John. Uh, I'm from King's Church, Kingston. But before that, I was in Istanbul for six years church planting. Can you hear me okay? I think it will come back. Okay, Edward, speak up. So I just want to talk a bit about the Unreached Network internship. So Jesus said before he ascended to heaven, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. You know, the final picture in Revelation, or one of the final pictures in Revelation is from a huge multitude, no one can count, from every tribe, tongue, nation, gathering before the throne and worshipping Jesus. And so our internship really is very much focused on how do we do cross-cultural mission effectively? So it's asking the question, if you're stirred about uh, people from different ethnic groups and how can we effectively see the gospel go to those who don't know about Jesus, it's particularly razor-sharp focus really on that, whether that's in the UK or whether that's overseas. So the plan would be it would be a 12-month placement. It is flexible, so you can do that. Uh, One of our people this year did it in Athens for the whole time. Uh, One of our people this year did nine months uh, in their church in Birmingham, a bit of stuff overseas. So it really is quite flexible, but the basic plan is this. Uh, You have training. You've probably got to give aside about four to six hours a week of reading and uh, some training stuff. Once a month, we have Zoom training where we meet with someone who's experienced cross-culturally, so has actually lived overseas, knows what it is to effectively communicate the gospel in that context, giving some training, and that might be about the biblical uh, mandate for mission. It might be about exploring calling. It might be an introduction to culture, those kind of things. Alongside that, there's some training modules people do. There's also one-to-one mentor, who's someone who's served overseas, who comes and helps you ask those questions if you're exploring what it could mean to serve cross-culturally in the UK or overseas. And then you'll be placed in a church or else potentially your home church if they felt stirred about starting something that was cross-cultural. But the key thing is it's deliberately aiming to be something where you're working with people from different cultural groups. So one of our guys this year, actually their church wasn't doing anything and they ended up helping Afghans and their church is now really involved in the Afghans and Syrians in their city. And she really set it up uh, and her church released her to do that. So yeah, that's about it really. The general thing is nine months normally in a a UK placement and then three months overseas, but there's flexibility about that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, So I run the ID course, and that stands for Intentional Discipleship, and we work with churches uh, in the, hang on, let me get my geography right, east and north of the UK, and then a handful on the mainland of Europe, one in Turkey, and a handful in the United States. Um, and it's a church-based internship year, so uh, we place you in one church and you're there for the whole year, although every now and again, some people do kind of half and half, like some our friend Angus, who's going to come talk to you in a minute, did half of his year in the UK, half in the States. Um, and over the course of a year, we, uh, we get you plugged into that church, get you serving, and it, it really depends on what kind of church you're with as to what the serving's going to look like. So 
some of the churches we work with are like tiny new baby church plants where there's like four of you and it's super exciting and cutting cutting edge and you just you're mucking in in every area of church life other churches are like big thriving churches and you might go and focus on one particular ministry like kids work or youth work or social outreach whatever it is that you want to grow in and you want to invest in for that year we give you cracking teaching over the course of a year um, and this happens in two different components one is residential weeks I'm based in Cambridge where I'm doing my PhD you come hang out with me for those weeks and we get some brilliant teachers in uh, to come and uh, help you just think about what the Christian life looks like help you understand scripture the big story of it the big questions that we all have that we don't often get time in the business of life to really kind of wrestle with we give time to doing that and we eat good food we go to the pub we play football we watch films it's a good time uh so we do that three times a year and then we also go overseas once a year we go visit a church plant somewhere normally in 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 europe last year we went to uh sweden year before a couple of years before we went to spain we've been to serbia we've been to finland um yeah exciting times uh and then throughout the year we have weekly online zoom teaching and i would have never have done that i like people i like being in the room together but actually we did it over covid and it was great because what happens is you've got people like angus who's on the you know other side of the world but we're talking to him every week and we're keeping in touch and we're praying together and so every monday afternoon we spend a couple of hours on zoom lots of tea breaks lots of walking around getting some fresh air um, and we read scripture together throughout the year we share our questions reflect on what we're learning what does it mean to apply what we're read and then we get great teachers in uh, to talk into different kind of doctrinal topics or big questions that we might have Um, it's a great course I've run it for seven years I love it very much Um, just in particular for this coming year there's a few churches that I've got on my heart that I'd really like to just kind of flag Um, so one of them is my friend Luke here um, who is in North London um, and if urban church planting something that you'd be excited about i think we've got an exciting opportunity for you and free accommodation in north london which is like a miracle in and of itself um so that would be one place particularly on my heart Uh, another would be stockholm in sweden where there is a cracking church there uh that in the last year or so has had 150 Swahili speaking African refugees who have come from war-torn countries join the church Um, it's an amazing church Um, but there's lots going on lots of help that is required just to make things work Um, integrating Swedes and people from all around the world together and then these guys who have had to flee uh, for some really tough situations Uh, so that would be the second place I've got on my heart where was the other one up north in general to be honest um if uh you know if you've got a heart for the north of england for reaching some like working class background areas um there's some great churches that i'm working with particularly in the christ central network and i'd love to send more people that way uh so if any of those places particularly resonate on your heart I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, let me hand over to Angus. He did ID this year, um, and we just thought it'd be good to have somebody, you know, in the room who's just finished this year, the year, and you can kind of hear it from the horse's mouth. Sorry, mate. And give him a round of applause just for his shirt. What a strong shirt. 
thank you. Yeah, so hi, I'm Angus. I've just finished ID in the past month or two. So my story began last year around January, February time. I was, I was living in Cambridge working in tech as a software test engineer and just felt God really putting on my heart that it's time to be bold, be courageous, take a step of faith and, and move out. So I started to investigate church internships, didn't really find anything that looked good, so kind of like shelved it for a while. And then a few months later, it comes up again in the sermon, be bold, be courageous, take a step of faith. So I started to investigate again, got put in contact with Matt, and we had a chat, we had a burrito. Um, I'm going to call a prophetic burrito because burritos were invented in California and I ended up going to California. So there we go. Um, and yeah, uh, so I really wanted to do mine abroad in particular in the US. Um, unfortunately, Matt knew a few people there, knew a few churches. So I was put in contact with them and we did a few Zoom calls and there was one in California that I felt a lot of peace about going to. The only problem was that because of COVID, the borders were shut and I couldn't get there. Um, so initially I did my first three months in Cambridge with my home church. Um, I was serving in youth. I was serving with the elderly, uh, did worship and just whatever else they wanted me to do. And went to a couple of the first ID residency weeks, uh, the training weeks, which were really great because it's not just an opportunity to get teaching, but also you're with a bunch of other young people who are doing the same thing as you, who are passionate about God, to pray with, to talk things through with, and you really grow in faith together and encourage one another, which is amazing. Um, and then, yeah, around December, uh, I was finally able to go out to the U.S., so initially I went to a church in the Central Valley of California, which is like stereotypical America. There's big pickup trucks everywhere, Trump flags, um, massive roads. Felt like I was in like one of those theme park exhibits that, where you see America. Um, and yeah, after two weeks of being there, we went up to San Francisco to help a little church plant there, which was started by a British couple who used to lead a church in uh, Canterbury. And I really felt like God pushing me to go there and help that church which after going out to go to a different church I was a bit like mm, this is a bit of an awkward situation um, uh, so I spoke to the pastor of the church plant and he was like yeah great I would love you to come and help so I nipped up to San Francisco for the weekend and they were having a Christmas sweater party uh, which was pretty interesting to say the least because um, this this church is like made up of a mixture of people. I remember I sat down and talked to someone and was like asking him about like how he was involved with the church and he says he spent like two years studying astrology and came to the conclusion that the Christian like idea of good and evil was like the right one like through astrology which is bizarre and then there was a guy called Larry who was in his 80s um who, who was gay and his, his partner, his husband, had actually been killed in a hate crime like several years back and he's there in a sparkly red hat playing Christmas carols on the piano, uh, leading us all, <laughs> which was pretty amazing. 
Um, so yeah, I ended up going there to, to help out that church plant for the rest of the time, um, which was really cool. We were just mainly meeting in people's houses, and um, I, did, I ran a youth alpha in the garden, uh, just around a fire with a projector outside, which was awesome. Um, we made a bunch of flyers and leaflets to give out to encourage people to come to the church. So I was running ra- wandering around the streets there, giving those out. Um, we were going around the city filming reels for Instagram to encourage people to join. I guess like the main thing is that if you do this year, expect the unexpected to happen and for you to be outside of your comfort zone and for God to really push you and grow you and meet you in that. Actually, I, because I just flew out really quickly, I wasn't able to get the proper visa, so I just traveled using an ESTA, which gives you 90 days in the country. So I had to fly back to the UK, then fly out again. And the second time I went out, I was going through immigration, and uh, you go... I don't know if you've ever been through US immigration, but they're pretty, like strict and mean and like quite intimidating um so they were asking me a bunch of stuff and i don't know they just like didn't believe my story so then i got taken into the back room and like i get called into the room and the guy sits me down and is like okay so you're here to help out with the church if that's the case tell me about the bible and i've just like flown for 12 hours and i'm like delusionally tired and <laughs> I'm having to like conjure up stuff about the Bible and he's asking me about stories he's asking me like who David is and um, he like calls in one of his friends and is like oh this guy loves to hear the Bible stories as well tell him some <laughs> and then he's telling me how someone had come through before who was going to Bethel church um, and the immigration guy was due to have an operation on his ankle uh, the next day so he got the Bethel guy to pray for it and his ankle was completely healed which was amazing and then he was like sh- showing me videos of his church and like this worship service I was just like what what is going on I'm like too tired for this <laughs> yeah so yeah just expect God to show up and to have amazing stories and, and testimonies of how God met you in that and it's going to be an adventure if you choose to do it so yeah I'd really encourage you Thank you, Angus. Um, we we're going to have a friend of mine, Michelle, come and just share about her year, but she couldn't make it. She just messaged me to say she got held up. So we're going to wrap it up there, but we just, I wonder if it would be good just to take any questions. Um, and maybe I could get John, Tom, and Jess just up. Um, because we'll stick around so you can come and chat to us like individually and ask us your questions but it might be that your question is like something other people want to hear the answer to so yes at the back yeah commitment times for each course would that be yeah great that's a really really good question Um, so Shall I go first and then I'll just pass it along? Okay, so for, for ID, it really depends on which church you're with as to how much stuff they've got going on. So I actually, we had one guy do the course who worked full-time and just served the church in the evenings and on Sunday. So, it, so it, in part, it depends on the church. In terms of our teaching, Monday afternoons has got to be free. Um, and often the church will give you that time. Well, they always will if they're partnering with us. Um, and then our training blocks happen three times a year, so you just you book them off. In advance. 
Um, yeah, so ours is kind of similar, a very flexible program. If you want to work full time, similar. So we would um, allow you to work in our Brighton based church at the times around your working schedule. It's not like we have our thing, you got to make it work around us. It's actually the other way around. We kind of make your timetable around what you want to get out of it and what work you want to do on the side of it. And then we place the others in the, in the slots in the middle there. So again, for us, our teaching programs happen weekly on a Wednesday and then we serve the church on the Sunday services. But apart from that, everything else is completely flexible. Um, similar, we also have termly teaching blocks um, that run from Monday to Wednesday, nine to five. So those are things that you would just book off in advance when you, if you have like a side job. But apart from that, very flexible. So yeah, for us, it would be four to six hours a week, uh, training, reading and stuff. Once a month on a Friday afternoon, it would be a Zoom call. So that's Friday afternoons. Then there'll be three residentials during the year, uh, which would be, I think, a couple of weeks. And for us, it would be four residentials throughout the year. Um, there'll be two, three, four days. And then we also have once a month, you do training in Winchester, which is run by commission. It's just a day where you train with your interns. And there's also one Zoom a month where you will be uh, just praying and going through specific scripture, learning what you've done on the residentials and putting it into action. Any other questions? Yes. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Go blue t-shirt first. I imagine the answer for all of us is no. Is that right? No age limit. No age limit. I'm looking forward to my first 80-year-old coming to do ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a 60-year-old one. No. Yeah. 44 is my best. We should do, like, top trump sometime. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Yes. Yeah, okay. So um, for, we'll do one, one, one at a time again. So for ID, the course fee is 1,500. Um, and then you have to survive the year, obviously. Now, it will depend on which church. So some churches we are working with are really small, pioneering. They don't have any cash money, so they can't help you. But it might be that you, they can put, put you up with, like, their auntie in the village, you know, whatever. It, it, they'll do their best. And sometimes it might be that the church that is sending you might be able to provide. And so that's, like, one end of this spectrum. The church I'm based in in Cambridge, they pay you a fee, they give you a living wage throughout the year, and they'll try and find accommodation for you. So it, it, it all depends on the church um, for us. I think if you are self-funding... Probably going to cost you all in all, I think, seven thousand pounds. Which everybody kind of goes <gasps> when they hear that, but actually, that's that's actually kind of what just it costs to live each year anyway. Um, but it's just worth thinking that through, you know, before you go in. Um, funding money, yes. So um, again, our our course is also one thousand five hundred. Um, that includes the weekly and termly teaching program that goes on. It includes the conferences that you go to throughout the year, um, and it includes your flights to go out to one of our church plan trips as well. Um, so what you're paying is what you get throughout the entire program. Everything else um, is you fund for yourself, so your accommodation. We try again; it's similar, so it just depends on the circumstance. We. Try 
try and find you a church family to live with. Uh, they might be able to provide you for free. They might be able to provide you for a small rent fee as opposed to Brighton wages and living costs um, that you would usually face. Um, so yeah, 1,500 is the fee for the whole entire cost. Yeah, very similar. It's £1,250 for the books, conferences, training stuff. Uh, in terms of what placements can offer, I think, again, that's discussion with placements, as all these things are. And in terms of anything overseas, that would, that's not included in that £1,250. Uh, so commission is £700 for the year, which includes your training. Um, your church will provide you your accommodation and the way that that normally works is that they'll give you food, they'll give you a place to live and you can contribute to them if you want. Um, you might work that out with them. Um, but yeah, the, the price includes everything for that really. And I think I'm, when I worked for the church, they gave you a monthly uh, stipend to be able to live off as well, to be able to feed, to be able to save, do what you like. Um, but again, that would differ depending on the church, but uh, yeah, in general, that's pretty much how we do it. Yes. Yeah, so um, churches, so you thinking, you're asking about doing the whole year somewhere overseas. Okay, so I think that's, that's probably ID and unreached. Um, so can you do the internship in another? That's so fun. Okay, so um, are there particular places that you're interested in? Yeah, okay. I don't think... I, you might be the the only one. I think we would we would have certain connections. I mean, Unrich Network kind of serves across the new frontier sphere. So we certainly have people working into South Africa. So I think it would be a negotiation and chatting, saying, "Hey, do you want someone? And could someone come and serve?" Uh, so yeah, it's kind of. I think it would be connecting up people with churches and saying, "Hey, does it work out?" And often cases, it would be yes. Yeah, most church leaders, if we contact them and say, we've got somebody who wants to come and serve, they will say yes. Um, yeah, so in ID, we, we've, there's a church placement in Turkey. Um, and, oh yeah, I meant, to, I meant to mention this earlier on, South Korea. If anybody's interested in going to South Korea and is really interested in like creative online stuff, I have a very bizarre opportunity for you. There you go. Um, great question. Last chance. Yes. Yeah. I'll go first? Okay. Um, yeah, ours is part-time or full-time, so it can be um, six months, it could be 12 months. Sometimes people continue and do it again the year after for another two years because they loved it so much. Um, so yeah, it can be, you can do half a year of internship and then you might want to decide, I'll go back into the working field. Maybe um, you want to study it part-time, which would make it longer than the 12 months, for example. But yeah, part-time, full-time, six months, 12 months, whatever works for you. Yeah, pretty much the same. Uh, I think we would say the training, we would love people to commit for the kind of the 10 months that goes on. But in terms of placements, that could be 
not at all, but generally we'd love to encourage people to apply what they've been doing, but it could be three months, six months, 12 months. Yeah, fairly similar. The training will run for a year, but you can do that. You can choose to do as much of that or as little as you like, and the placement will work however you want to work it. As above. Same again, basically. Right. Okay. I think let's wrap it up there, but we will stick around, so come and chat to us. Uh, but thank you for coming along. And um, actually, can I pray for you guys? Yeah? Um, our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this bunch uh, and that they are yours. You know them. They are the sheep of your pasture. And so we trust them to you. We know that you will guide them and direct them and that you will lead them to places where they're going to thrive and flourish as you make them in your image. Lord Jesus, I pray you give wisdom to these guys. Help them work out what's next for them. Put godly, wise people in their path who speak direction, encourage them, call things out. And may these guys be bold. May they take risks and go on adventures and see lots of fruit, both in themselves and in the church and in the world around them as they go. Amen.